1: We're superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day to join me, rejoin me here again on my show, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership is 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I am super blessed, honored, and grateful to be joined by yet another phenomenal stellar guest. My guest today is Dr. Joyce Knutsen. and before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, as I always do, I'm just going to, for the sake of how expansive and how far-reaching this show is, I'm going to plug a little bit about my guest. So who is Dr. Joyce Knutsen? Well, what I can tell you about Joyce is she is the CEO of the Image Maker Incorporated, is a celebrated image consultant, a mentor, book tutor, social pro trainer, and writer. She received her Bachelor's of Arts in Communications, Master's of Arts in Business Administration, a comprehensive management training program recognized worldwide, And earned a PhD in human services with an emphasis on self image and psychology from Capella University accredited by North Central Accrediting Commission. Joyce takes pride in what she does. Her keen sense of business, strong educational background, and support of her husband led her to the development of the Image Maker, Incorporated in 1985. This company continues to specialize in helping people to understand the importance of a strong and positive self-image. For two years, Joyce produced and hosted a weekly television program geared toward professional image enhancement and self-esteem. She has been featured in local, national, and international newspapers and has appeared on numerous radio and television talk shows. Joyce has her own radio show called www.imagemakerincmedia.com. Streamlined worldwide. Joyce is a pioneer in her field, having developed the first distance learning mentoring program in the world approved by AICI the Association of Image Consultants International, and attended Notre Dame University. To Joyce's knowledge, no other trainer has this credential. She has coveted distinction of receiving the first CIM, Certified Image Master, the highest achievement in the image industry. Joyce was recognized by her peers with the 2001 IMMIE IE Award, Image Makers Merit of Industry Excellence for her work in the image industry, author of over 10 books, and consults with image and coaching students worldwide. Joyce ranks about 1% on all social sites, celebrated by 1 million followers on Twitter. Joyce, I want to welcome you to the show. That's just quite a phenomenal repertoire. Wow.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I don't recognize who you're talking about. (laughs) Everything I do, I do for fun.
1: Well, you know, and I say that, and my guests often say that too, Um, you know, when you do what you love and you love what you do, everything just aligns and shows up, does it not?
0: Absolutely. I feel good every morning about getting up and talking to all the people, because when you have a million, fifty-five thousand people on Twitter, you have always someone to talk to. You're never alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you there. I hear you there. I don't quite have your following, but uh, it's quite a feat keeping up with it all, isn't it? I enjoy it. I think it's so much
0: fun because so many people think that you're answering a million. That's not true. You're answering about 20%, and 10 of those percents aren't really asking you a question. They're just talking to you, just telling you something. So it really isn't as hard as people think, but the benefits are amazing.
1: Yes, they are. They absolutely are. And clearly, for what you choose to endeavor to do and what your life of impassions are, you know, you're all about self-empowerment. And I'm really, really curious, uh, as I'm sure my listeners are too, Joyce, if you could just take us back to the inception of your journey. Where did this all begin for you and how did this path align?
0: My goodness,
1: uh, it's been a long time ago because I'm in
0: my seventh decade of life and I've been in business 30 years. So what I, uh, where I got my inspiration was from my brother Larry who passed away in 1985 and told me stop doing everything for free, open a business. And so the next day I became incorporated and I think of him as my force every day helping and cheering me on fantastic and what did Larry do for a living he was a prudential uh, at the top of the prudential chain he did very well for someone that didn't have any college and in those days I have a family come from a family of nine and there wasn't any money for college so if you wanted to go to college you went the way I went you worked a year you saved and then you went to school a year and then you worked a year and you did the same thing until you graduated from college. I didn't get my PhD till I was 52. Good for you. That's fantastic. Amazing. I can't, give can't give up. It's not in my blood.
1: Well, and that's a good segue to the books that you kindly sent to me, Refusing to Quit. And I absolutely love what I've managed to read so far in preparation for our time today here on radio. And I'm really looking forward to getting to the end of it. Um, but, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book, Refusing to Quit? You know, how did that all come together? What was the purpose behind that? And what is what is the, the message within the book that you can impart for the listeners?
0: I'm so happy that you asked that question because it seems like people turn 60 and they're the forgotten generation. And having been through my 60s, I know that I felt forgotten. And so I wanted to write a book to let the media know that it isn't just about the skinny, twiggy type people that are out there. Uh, It is more about the person, not the face not the figure it's more about the person and what they're doing to help society at least that's what i think is important and so i'm forgetting your questions you asked a lot uh the uh reason i wrote the book is because i felt that these women needed to be recognized uh the message that i wanted to give in the book is that i am not uh going to ever give up and neither are these women that you're reading about in the book, and I just think we need to up the generational level to uh, baby boomers, and then millennials came in like uh, just a flood, and everyone's talking about millennials, well, what about us? What about the person over 60 that so many people, of course, the movie stars, the celebrities, they're all going to be talked about even if they're 80. But when you're 60 and you're just a regular person who does a lot of hard work or maybe volunteering or whether they have a business like I do, we need to be recognized,
1: Absolutely. Say? Absolutely. And, you know, and um, what I would say to that, Joyce, it, it kind of embodies the principles in which I believe in and, and what my guests typically believe in based on the fact that the premise of the show, uh, my show and the network itself, it's all about personal empowerment. It's about relinquishing fear. It's about embracing passions. It's about stepping into your greatness and owning the stage in this life because to be here in itself is a miracle. So, you know, if you're not utilizing your skills, if you're not if you're not honing what your message is and sharing your gifts and your message and your talents with the rest of the world, what in my opinion, what a waste of an existence. I think so
0: too. I can't imagine I'm not going to be stopping even when I, if I get to be a hundred. I I see no reason because isn't the reason we're here on this earth to be happy and to help other people to be happy at least Absolutely. that's what I think. And so I wanted to. Write a book that nobody had written before. That uh, because that really research shows you that no one had really talked about it before. And if you look at any of the fashion magazines, you see people over six. You see people over fifty. I think that's a high. I've seen a couple about over over sixty, but not too many. It's mostly if you're forty. Well, mm-hmm. my daughter is in her forties, and so it. We have a lot of wisdom. Not all of us, but people that have stayed not giving up, have a lot of wisdom, and we want to share it with other people. And I think that that taking that away from the world is not a good thing because they can learn so much, just like we learn from the – I've learned from every generation, but we've learned from the baby boomers and the Gen Xs and the millennials. We all learn from each other. Wouldn't that be great if we can all get along and understand and accept other people's ways of thinking?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's a nice segue into a couple of different things. I always have uh, simultaneous thoughts running through my mind at the same time in which to ask my guests, so I'm going to try and keep this all together here. So. In terms of my brand, Living Fearlessly, it's not just the name of the show, but it's really everything I stand for uh, with the written word, with radio, with TV, everything I do in terms of getting my message out. So for you to be where you have risen in the ranks in your career uh, and doing it fundamentally to honor yourself first and foremost, you know, how would you say that your message blends with my brand of Living Fearlessly? What does that mean for you, Joyce? I'm not so sure
0: it's that different. I, I think that we have a lot in common. I have studied fear. I know that fear is an enemy. And most of what we fear uh, are things that don't happen. I think we have to think about fear, uh, fiction versus fear. Fact or fiction. We want to make sure that what we are fearing is something we need to be fearing. You know, sure, if you have a boss that is over. you may you may not want to feel very comfortable with him and you'd be a little bit afraid of what you might say or what you might do but there's so much fear going on and so much uh, i can't do it so much lack of self-esteem and that how can you help anybody else if you don't have a good feeling about yourself
1: Absolutely. So for people who are tuned into this program who are perhaps sitting on the fence and, you know, and what we talk about as well on the show, and I'm, I'm a big supporter of this, is, you know, to really get clear within who you are, uh, you know, and it all starts with self-love and embracing yourself and figuring out what your message is, who you are, what you stand for, what you represent, you know, it really is about taking the time to deconstruct and deprogram because oftentimes the things that keep us stuck, the things that keep us embraced in this vacuum of fear it's all the prescriptors, whether it be things that we've learned along the way or been told along the way through school, through society, uh, even within our, our family constellation, whatever the case may be. So at some point, you really have to step out of that. So for people who are listening to you, Joyce, um, what would be your ingredients? What would be your tips or advice or suggestions for people to get out of their own way?
0: First, I have to examine fact first versus fiction they have to decide is this true i grew up with a a family that uh, wasn't able to give us a lot of self-esteem because there were so many of us Uh, it was like the old woman in the shoe that didn't know what to do with all of us children and so i became a mother at a very early age and i learned on my own to stay away from negativity and bring on positivity to uh basically that includes family and friends because if somebody is a uh seriously irritate you, and you really don't want to, to talk to them a lot, you have to kind of take a, a break and think about it and just maybe make your phone call shorter or something that will keep you from having to be put in a situation. I never accept failure um, in anything. I never give up. I never accept failure because... There's a solution to everything, so why would you want to throw in the towel? You know, you want to make this your own mantra. Succeeding to great adversity is a huge confidence building.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, if you could maybe share with us, Joyce, some of the testimonials or the transformations that you've seen with the people that you mentor, uh, the people whose lives you've touched, people who initially maybe cross paths with you who... You know, were really uncomfortable in their skin. Really didn't know how to break out. Uh, really lacked the confidence, lacked the self awareness. And so, as a as a as a result of having been partnered with you in whatever capacity, can you give us a contrast of the before and after, and something that will always stick with you in terms of, yes, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. I am empowering people. This is the the physical. Um, this is this is the evidence in which I'm witnessing of of this being true. Can you give us an example?
0: I can. Uh, There's so many because I'm so diversified in what I do. It's not just image. That's mm-hmm. the icing on the cake, to have the appearance and all of that. But what you really need to uh, know is what you're doing for people. That's making a difference in their life. I have many people that have been in comas. And I have helped them come out of the, not come out of the coma, but after they came out of the coma, I helped them to walk and to talk and to be out in business again. To me, I get a chill up my spine when I think about that I did that. I've had people call me about thinking about committing suicide and i'd give them my telephone number and talk to them no charge i'm not going to charge somebody that's ready to end their end their life and so i'm really uh diversified in what i help people do i help people move up in corporations to a higher spot i think that in this world we are lacking soft skills Yeah, we have the hard skills we know our trade but we don't we're not very nice uh, to people. We don't communicate well. We really have to learn how to accept the various personality types. We may not like it, but as a professional, we have to do it. So if you know somebody is dominant and you know that they're, I want it, I want it yesterday, mm-hmm. give it to them. Tell them right away. Don't beat around the bush. There's some people that are talkers. You want to talk. Let them talk. That's what they need to do. So once we understand the various personality types it's easy for me to do the mentoring and I mentor the coaches so it's really interesting what they
1: haven't learned yet. Mhm. Beautiful. So what what defines uh or puts you in a distinctly different category in terms of soft skills what's your bedside manner what works well with people in I'm, terms of your style?
0: I have created a likability profile. Years ago, I lost my trademark on it, but you really have to be likable, and you have to know what it takes to be likable. You have to smile. You have to have eye contact. You have to really put yourself in the other person's shoes. I once learned something from uh, an interview I was on about the word understanding, and that means to stand under. So if I'm standing under you, for example, and you're a radio host, as am I, I'm, I'm really interested in talking to you to see what your style is, to see if maybe I can learn something that I'm not doing that I need to do. So soft skills are things like communication skills, uh, interpersonal, uh, interpersonal skills, uh, just knowing how to get along with people and knowing what they want from you, because
1: it isn't about you, it's about your client. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's a segue into another topic that we often talk about here on radio is authentic leadership. You know, people talk about leadership, but really if you extrapolate that in terms of what is the true definition of leadership, I believe that that can only be embodied if one understands what it is to be authentic. Um, So, you know, we've all, and particularly with you mentioning that you're in your seventh decade, you know, I'm sure that you've had many mentors along the way and I'm sure you've seen things morph in the personal development world and all kinds of people taking the stage with household names who might uh not necessarily be authentic. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just all about business and you know, the hands held out like, oh, I've got a new product, I've got a new this, I've got a new that, tune in to me, buy this, buy that. You know, how would you differentiate in your experience and in your uh humble opinion the difference between leadership authentic leadership and maybe some examples of who you feel is an authentic leader
0: i love this question because i sign my emails authentically yours because oh. I am the authentic person. What you see is what you get. And I think that there's so many fakes out there. And when I say that, it has to do with their self-esteem. You know, you could have a very high self-esteem, and that's great as long as you're not narcissistic about it. But you could have a self-esteem that knows that nothing and no one can hurt you. You know who you are authentically. You know where you're going. And it takes a lot to do that because people won't really like you. That Mm -hmm. people are very, especially the fake people, what I call the fake people, because they they need the stroking and they need the, like you had said before, um, Twitter or on Facebook, you know, the, they need you to pray for them. They need you to buy a book. They need you to uh, help them with something. What I did when I went on Twitter is I became hashtag true giver. because Love that's, it. that's what I am. I want to help people. But in the meantime, what I'm doing is something a lot of people don't do, especially these people we're talking about that are unauthentic. I am building a relationship with someone. And when they're thinking about doing something with someone who is a image mentor or someone that has worked with businesses and assessments, they think of me because mm-hmm. they know me. I've become their friend. And so I think that's a, a kind of a secret that people, and it's so simple. That's why I don't understand why more people aren't doing it.
1: Well, you know, Joyce, I love the fact that we're just breaking it down to simplicity because it really is simple. I mean, if you, if you know who you are, and if, I mean, and people won't buy into you unless you buy into yourself, and it's not about ego, it's not about narcissism, it's about the inherent belief of understanding it's our birthright to, you know, shine. You know, I really, I really, really believe that. And so when you figure out what it is that makes you your happiest, what it is that makes you your most driven, what it is that makes you your most contented and fulfilled, um, and you, you throw that stuff out there and, and, you know, you just share it, share it, because it's all about sharing and sharing your gifts and helping other people find and tap into that within themselves. So, you know, I just love that. We're just breaking it down. You know, if you are true to who you are and you truly authentically love yourself, you admit that to the rest of the world. You, you know, you don't need to fabricate or embellish uh, or overdo or over-dramatize things that are really transparent. People can see through that stuff.
0: Yes, they can. And what I have found on Twitter is that the reason why I have so many people is not because I'm that great. It's because I am always participating, always answering notifications. I can't answer direct messages because I would have to... I do, I'd have to work eighty nine fifty hours <laughs> infinity numbers a day to answer them, but I do send them to my website and they can message me and I do answer them. I just feel that it's a shame that people go through life without really being able to fill their potential. I, I think it's sad because even if you first fake it to make it, even if you first do that, the perception of people that are looking at you is going to be that you're this person that accomplishes. You're this person that gives. Or you're this person that constantly sells your book. Yes, I have a book. You have it. Uh, A lot of people wrote reviews on it. But it's only on my pinned post, and that's it. I don't... Generally speaking, every once in a while I put it out there, but other people are putting it out there for me, so I really don't have to. But I really don't. I think people are looking for companionship; they're looking for someone with same like ideas, and uh, that's what they're finding on the
1: social sites. Tribe, I call it my tribe. That's right. It is a tribe, right? The soul stirrs. Uh, the you know the people who are on fire. The people who just can't wait to get up. And, you know, just do good. And it's all for me about paying it forward and being of service to others in whatever capacity that you are afforded to do that. And I believe that there's no gesture, there's no gift, there's no anything that's too small or perceivably insignificant. I think it's within everyone's capacity to give and pay it forward in whatever way you choose to or can. And break it down into simple things. People
0: like to use big words because that, they think that makes them smart. Mm-hmm. I break it down to the least common denominator and make it so simple. And so people think that's great. That they, for some reason there's a connotation, if you have a PhD, you're smart. That is not true. Mm-hmm. If you have any degree, you're not necessarily smart. Uh, Steve Jobs and all the people that have made it in their garages didn't have college degrees, and they're mm-hmm. smart. Yes, you could have some PhDs that are smart, hopefully I'm one of them, but <laughs> not, not all PhDs are smart. They don't know anything uh, more than you do. They just stuck their head in a book and and got went through all the steps and got their PhD. That's that's it. I'd like to clarify that because I really think it's important that people don't have a low self-esteem because, well, I didn't have any college. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that. How about making a what I did list? How about Sorry. making about how I can thrive list? And then make a how to be thankful list. And yes. every, every day look at it. Every day go to your wherever you do it. Uh, some people do it on their mirror in the bathroom. Some people do it on their desk, and the first thing they see. They some people tape it to their computer. But what have a thankful list. What am I thankful for instead of thinking about some negative thing that's going to just bring you down all day? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm a big supporter of that too. I, I even use Facebook as kind of a 3D vision board. I use it as an accountability piece. If I say that I'm endeavoring to do something, I don't just hold myself accountable even though I'm very self-disciplined and being entrepreneur, you know, I have to micromanage myself. I'm, I'm it. Um, but I put things out there and going back to your original uh, sentence, your thoughts that kind of got us to this part in the conversation, you know, it, it is about building momentum. And in terms of the faking it till you make it, I think, you know, again, people aren't going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And, and I don't deviate from the reality when I talk to people, many entrepreneurs, uh, many self-employed people who are just working their own magic. It's, you know, for what people glean, whether it be social media, you know, for every great update that goes up there, for every accelerated uh, climb in the ladder of your own journey, people have to remember, you know, there is there is failures behind the scenes. There are disappointments, particularly if you're reliant upon third-party people who, for their level of expertise that you're either paying them or you're uh, – counting on them to produce. You know, there's all kinds of things that don't necessarily piece together the way you would want it to. Um, and so I think it's very uh, important that the whole picture be seen and be, uh, discussed. And that's, you know, but you have to keep going. And that's, that's what I say to people. You know, not everything is a gold star in my world. Not everything is five stars with Amazon. Not everything is a great testimonial. You know, there's a lot of things that can seemingly fall behind uh, you know, fall apart behind the scenes, but you have to be fiercely committed and emotionally connected to your dream, you know, and so I look at what's my preferred state of reality, what what can I do and have to do every single day to get there, and in my mind, I, I've already accomplished it, I just have to physically catch up. So for me, it's mindset. I think a lot of it's mindset. I think the most successful people in this world, uh, it comes down to a fundamental core sense of self, belief in self, but it also comes down to attitude, tenacity, and resiliency. You just cannot quit. Again, your book, Refusing to Quit. You know, I almost felt like I
0: was hearing myself talk. Wow. Well, I actually would have said the same thing. I do not know of anyone. Maybe you do. If you do, tell me. But I don't know of anyone who has reached the perils of success without having failed and failed and failed. You don't learn from what you know. You learn from what you don't know.
1: Absolutely. I
0: never really understood other people, but what I try to do is I try to be like-minded. I've only had to block a couple people because they got, you know, a little bit in my face. Uh, but most of the people I have met on Twitter have been fabulous. They're They want to help you. It's more of a sharing. LinkedIn, too. They yes. want to share. They want to help. And I'm not sure exactly where you found me, but I know that, I'm everywhere on, this, on the social sites because I want to be everywhere. I'll tell you something that uh, will kind of enhance the interview to give a lot of people hope. And that is that since I've been a little girl, I've had eye problems. Uh, where I probably would be considered almost legally blind if I wanted to take the test. But I don't want to take any test that's going to make me look like i needed to take the test. uh so what i do is i make sure that it doesn't get in my way ever. now does it take a lot of work for me to do that? yes. but if i can do it and I, and you're a hard worker and you can do it too. because there's no reason i was told you'll, you'll never learn, you won't have any uh you won't be able to have any uh computer work, for goodness sakes, and I'm working HTML, I, I, you have to learn to take that right-left stuff and throw it away and do both. You have to be analytical, you have to be creative, and I was lucky to be born creative and with this attitude. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. So that is a never give up. I, I just can't. You read it in the book, in the first chapter. I was ready to admit it. Because when when you're somebody like me, when you get, a, a let's say, an a email that's in 10 fonts, even when people know I'm vision impaired, even they know it, they send me these eight font things, I have to copy it, paste it on Microsoft Word, put it into 16, read it, send it every email. You're talking hundreds of email a day because I am not lazy at all. I work at home. So what I've come up with to solve this for me internally, as far as self-esteem is concerned, is I can't go out to the world, but I could bring the world to me.
1: Immense respect, Joyce. Immense respect. I mean, that's, uh, you talk about dedicated. You talk about really honoring your fan base and, uh, and taking everything that you say seriously. I mean, good for you for not seeing the limitation. You know, you, you found a way to work around it and you still maintain your presence and your connection and your personal commitment to giving back. Uh, so good for you. I mean, wow, that's, I'm, I'm so impressed. Well, don't
0: be impressed. I think everybody should be that way. They should look at their situation and say, okay, I can't change it, so I'm going to do something where I can work it in another way. Mm -hmm. And I really feel so stricken to have to say that people just don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. They they don't want to do, you know how much it work, that you have to do in order to do what you're doing. And then I choose, on top of all that, to have had a television show, to do radio, because I love people. And what really is mind-boggling to me is that people on Twitter are between 18 and 35 as a general statement. Mm -hmm. I'm over 70. And so... (laughs) But for goodness' sakes, what the what to be there for? But they they're, I'm getting retweeted all over the place. I I love it. I'm I definitely just think it was made for me, because it gives
1: me a chance to bring the world to me. Well, you're but the voice. See, this is this is the thing. And I mean, I respect everything you've done in terms of supporting and advocating for the demographic of people 60 and beyond. Uh, and I think that's a very important demographic to include you know because you would feel uh as you've cited on the outside of that and wondering why it's the younger generation or it's the millennials who get all the attention uh so for me it's all about inclusion regardless of age race and and i know i'm speaking to uh the uh, you know i'm preaching to the preacher here
0: um
1: (laughs) you know but i think I think when you have a strong presence, when you have a strong message and when people can sense your conviction, when people can sense your compassion, everything else external falls to the wayside. It doesn't matter if you have gray hair. It doesn't matter if you have wrinkles. It doesn't matter, you know, how old you are per se you know there's something within you with your life experience your wisdom your beliefs how you're choosing to impart your message to the world that's what's resonating with people at the core level the heart level the spirit level so i think when you when you know who you're talking to and you believe in what your message is and you're committed to getting your message out in the hands ears eyes of as many people as possible because you're just that committed to the the message um You know, people, of course, are going to respond to you. I'm not at all surprised to hear that with, you know, the Twitter demographic of being, I think you said 18 to 35, you know, connecting with you at your age. I mean, I'm on Skype here with you. I'm on radio. There's 145 countries' worth of people listening to this show. You know, people won't necessarily have a clue what you look like, Joyce, but people are going to be so connected to your message,
0: Well, I I appreciate that. The thing about Twitter is I'll get people go, oh, my God, Dr. Joyce Knutson is following me. Or they'll (laughs) say, I can't believe the great Dr. Joyce is following me. And I just write back and say, I appreciate that you're following me back. And Mm -hmm. I follow people who have interesting information I just work harder than other people I think and I don't know maybe it's because I'm homebound it might be that reason but I don't think so I I honestly do you think and agree with that it's in our DNA yes when we're born no matter what our parents say or do to us some of us are tough some of us can move past that and say to themselves I can do this and I can do it better than them
1: Absolutely. And Joyce, you just, you <laughs> hit a, you hit upon something that's really pivotal in my message. I spoke at Harvard about that this past summer. And, you know, I think for anybody who's not quite sure how to figure out what their passion is, what it is that puts them and lights them on fire and trailing the blaze, you know, for me, and if you listen to many people's stories, whether they be household names or non-household names, people will tell you that if you can clearly Connect your pain and use the conduit of that to your passions. You will figure out what your passions are. And usually it's, it's a byproduct of some of the darkest moments that people have been through. Call it poverty, call it bankruptcy, call it divorce, call it suicide in the family, call it whatever. Those experiences shape and mold people. But rather than getting stuck and immersed in the, you know, what I call the shits, You know, it's learning how to turn shit into gold. So we each every day have a choice. You know, am I gonna, am I gonna roll up in, in the fetal position? Am I gonna feel sorry for myself? Am I gonna think it's game over? You know, in my case, I'm a single mom, I'm divorced, you know, I've had all kinds of awful things happen to me in my life. But no, I will never be a victim. It's non-negotiable. I will never be a victim. So what can I do knowing I'm not the only person who's experienced these things? And statistically, we know that to be true. Um, You know, How can I take what's happened to me, do the healing, and it's every day. It's healing and working on yourself and trying to evolve and become the best, most improved version of yourself on a daily basis. That's who you're in competition with. And when you take what's happened to you and you turn it into a healing, learning, empowering journey, not just for yourself but for other people, there's your gold. There's your
0: gold. You're absolutely right. You know, a lot of people told me way back when I was from the wrong side of the tracks because we were poor, uh, things that really at the time made me feel sad, But I would lay in bed at night and I would say, when I leave this house, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to check out everything that was said to me by everyone who said it, and I'm going to figure out if it's true.
1: And it wasn't.
0: And you couldn't stop me after that. So I do think that, unfortunately, people are afraid. Going back to your fear, they're afraid to do anything. And what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, you learn a lesson, you gain knowledge about what not to do next time. And I know that a lot of people just can't get past that, and I did. And I think that's the only difference between them and us. A lot of people think that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth because of my accomplishments. They think I've always been this way. That's not true. I, you listed quite a few things I've gone through, and that's the way it is with all people. We all have our setbacks, but we have to turn them into opportunity. Absolutely. That, that's the way I feel. So I, I like I said,
1: you're, you're right on my page. Love it. Absolutely love it. So Joyce, you know, When we talk about image consulting, I mean, you know, I know so many people as you would, you know, that, you know, they've got the expensive clothes, they've got the really, you know, beautiful manicured hairdo, their nails are great, you know, makeup's perfect, everything's great. And then you can get somebody, by contrast, standing beside them who, you know, is wearing value village clothes, secondhand clothing, you know, doesn't really put a lot of time and energy necessarily into what they're looking like. And that person can stand out more so than the polished, uh, well-put-together, groomed person because what they're exuding, in many cases, is confidence. And I think confidence is sexy, you know. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, definitely clothing is important. There have been studies, if you like what you see when you look in the mirror, then you're going to be a happier person, but it's temporary. To me, the clothing is the icing on the cake it is the extra mile that you're taking to style your hair to give you a clean shave to if you're a man or even not when you get older a woman uh dress nicely um and that feel makes you feel better about yourself and when you look as though of course you're to make it to make it that you care about yourself then other people will perceive that yourself very successful and yeah. to high self-confident levels. But I don't put that as number one. I never have because I work across industries. I don't just work in the image field. I do research for the image field and have expanded it to image for all fields. But, you know, there's, there's like four or five things that I've come up with that uh, I think would really help your viewers. Would you like to hear them? Absolutely, I would. Okay, well, the first thing is an obvious thing, is to stay away from negative people and bring on the possibility, including friends and family. Sometimes it's time for a change. This is tough because it's time to seriously consider getting away from those individuals who put you down and shred your confidence. Even a temporary break from Debbie Downer, can make a huge difference in your life and helps you make strides toward more self confidence. Uh, another one is to change your body. Here comes the, the clothing too to again, but it's not only that. It's the non verbal communication that yeah. we communicate to others by not saying a word. Only seven percent accounts for words, and since some research, that is true. And so you you need to have the posture and the smiling and the eye contact and. Look and be friendly. Even if you have to fake until you make it, it feels so good that you're going to want to make it. You're going to not want to fake it anymore. You don't want to stay a fake if you're going to start out as a fake. But you want to look at the person you're speaking to. You want to be dressed like you care about yourself. If you go out, uh, especially as a woman, you go out and your, your hair is styled nicely, people will look at my website and they will say, that was taken 20 years ago, that picture. No, it was taken last year. That's the way I look. Do I have gray hair? Of course. I diet. I mean, I do everything I can to make other people, not myself, but myself too, feel comfortable. That is the meaning of etiquette. It mm-hmm. is to make other people feel confident. And so it makes them want to talk to you more. And Did I cut it? No. Will I ever cut it? No. Not unless I start to look like I'm trying to look young if I'm really old. To me... At 72, this is a look that most people don't have or want. They cut their hair short. They make it gray. They don't wear makeup anymore. Now, you know what the before and afters are. They mm-hmm. don't. They do the before when they get up in the morning. Oh, my goodness, I wouldn't want to be seen in the morning by anybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, these Skype calls that I do all day long, I have to look the part. Otherwise, people aren't going to believe on the part. Right. So th- that's two of them and then another one is to just change, just change your entire image so that other people will be uh, comfortable and don't accept failure and get rid of the negative voices in your head. Yes. We have so many, you know, we don't want to believe that there's not a solution. There's a solution to everything. May not be the solution you want, but it is a solution. So why throw in the towel? I've never understood that. You want to make this your new mantra. Succeeding through mm-hmm. great adversity is a huge confidence booster. And be prepared. You want to be prepared. You want to learn everything there is to know about whatever it is that you're doing. Because if you have no business being on any site even your website, giving information, that's not true. You have to become a researcher and determine what is the fact and fact check all the time. So that, to me, those are, are the tips that I live by. And there, another the last one that I live by is when there's tough times and everybody has them. So you want to make a thankful list. What are you thankful for? We talked about this before. Life is filled with challenges. We never know, at least at my age, I could tell you. I get a phone call every day. Somebody's dead. Somebody's dying. You have to come now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very difficult because I've lost maybe three best friends that I would have not wanted to lose, as, as well as two brothers. Mm-hmm. And so a family of nine started of seven children uh, lost two. Now there are five. And then there'll be four and then there'll be three. So is that going to be hard on me? Of course. My family's gone. You know, but you have to make these lists of what your accomplishments are so you can bring yourself back to the place you need to be rather than feeling
1: sorry for yourself and having that poor me scenario. Absolutely. <laughs> Go Absolutely. And, and I want to thank you for sharing all those tips. And I just want to go back and, and just quickly reiterate something that I had said before you launched into all of that, which I'm grateful that you shared that with the listeners and myself. So, you know, yes, it is very important to take pride in your appearance. It's very important that, you know, people see that you are put together because that's another part of, uh, you know, it's an advertisement of who you are. If you care enough to invest the time and the energy to ensure that you're put together, But my point is, as long as that's congruent with who you are on the inside. So, what I was trying to get across, and I know that you picked up on this, Joyce, but for listeners who may not have, I just want to reemphasize again, you know, some of the people who, you know, have the brand names, who have the up-to-date fashion trends, you know, who are really stick out in that aspect. Yes, they might be, uh, eye candy and they might be really beautiful to look at, very handsome to look at. Um, But if the minute you, you know, open your mouth and something comes out to kind of contradict that whole allure or appearance or image that you're trying to portray, you know, again, people who are tapped into authenticity, people who understand congruency will go, okay, well, that's great that you look good. But I'm not necessarily detecting that you're really all that confident. And so if part of the image and the brand that you're trying to get across to people is that you're an expert in an industry or, you know, that people should be turning to you for whatever it is that you provide service for, you know, it's got to be the whole package deal. And so some of the most beautiful people that I've seen in terms of image, you know, people who are like puffy in the face, they've just been bawling their eyes out, um, you know, In some cases, they've done live stream videos and they are just so raw and so candid and so honest and so vulnerable about things that have happened to them that people can relate to because they're relatable and these people are the most beautiful people in the world because what you see is truly what you get and you're not focused necessarily in that moment of listening to their heart or their message. Uh, you know, what their hair looks like or what their outfit looks like or what the brand names are. So, yeah, the whole package deal is important, I really believe, and I know that you would too, Joyce. Yes. I'm so
0: glad you wanted to add to the cast conversation about this because I have always told my clients, because they'll come in and they say, is there anything you can do with me? I know I'm not attractive. I know I don't – I'm short, You know, they come up with things. And I, I say to them, I would much rather work with somebody who has a great soul, who is authentic inside, who is really a good person, who is not attractive, than to work with an attractive person who has nothing inside. And the, the beauty of telling them that is that they, it's an aha, moment for them because it's really easy Lisa to make somebody look good on the face it may take hair dye it may take eyebrow tweezing it may take wearing your lipstick a certain way that's easy you can Mm -hmm. fix somebody who's not pretty but if you have somebody I'm going to give you an example is that we have time for an example yeah yeah absolutely I have uh someone on Facebook I won't uh mention a name, who followed me for five years and everything she wanted me to share, I shared. And for absolutely no reason, when I got, when she was on Twitter, she blocked me. And then she blocked me everywhere. She's a beautiful, well-known person, probably more well-known than me. But she decided I was too much competition. She's not authentic. An authentic person loves Lisa McDonald's of the world. They love the people that are going up in the world and showing what women can do. They love to just cheer on. Yay, somebody does something. I just can't understand. Well, I can't understand because they have a low self-image. That's why they can't do it. But you can definitely make somebody look good from the outside, but you can't change somebody's inside. They have to do that.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to say for myself, I think everybody's beautiful. Uh, when that changes, that's usually indicative of what comes out of their mouth, whether it's a mean spirit, mean comment, whether it's racist, whether it's, you know, anything that supports, uh, not including people or hatred towards a certain demographic of people. You know, when I see, it doesn't matter if you're GQ or you're on the cover of L Magazine or, or whatever, you know, I think everybody, I give everybody the, uh, the same, you're beautiful, and hopefully you don't screw it up for yourself by putting your foot in your mouth or doing something that really defies and goes against what I think true soul beauty is. I
0: absolutely agree. True soul beauty, what a great way to put it. Because my books way back when I first started were called From Head to Soul, Mm S-O-U-N. And I have one for women and one for men, telling them how to be this authentic person with a soul. And I just... Just yesterday, I think it was, I tweeted on Twitter, I wish we didn't have faces, and I had a graphic about a soul. Because if we didn't have faces, then we wouldn't be judged. We'd be judged for the beautiful person that we are. And you're right. We're all beautiful. Maybe certain men wouldn't think so, but that's not uh, an issue. The issue is we need to know who we are. And we need to know how we see ourselves when we look in the mirror. And if somebody knows that they're this wonderful, authentic person that just does a great job with caring about other people and wanting to help other people and sharing things that they can both benefit from or just sharing things for no reason at all, uh, then they're going to see a different thing in the mirror when they Absolutely. look in the
1: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. they may mm-hmm. even
0: decide to do something more with their look by doing that. They'll and get the self-confidence to go there.
1: Yeah, and it's an inside job. You know, you work on the inside and then the outside comes together beautifully. But you know what, Joyce, we're at the bottom of the hour. We've literally got a couple minutes here before I have to say cheerio to yourself and the listeners. So where can people very quickly find you, Joyce? I would say
0: the best place is Twitter, which is at Joyce. J-O-Y-C-E underscore Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Everything is there. The website, www.drjoyceknudsen.com, spelled D-R-J-O-Y-C-E-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. And I would love to hear from anybody, and I'm more than happy to answer questions. I actually have an Ask Dr. Joyce on Twitter, and I'm more than happy within a week I will get back with them at no charge and answer their questions.
1: Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you very much, Joyce, for the gift of your time. I want to thank you for all your insights and your wisdom. And uh, I'll be releasing the podcast shortly, and I'll be putting that all over my social media as well, so there's another opportunity for people to know how to find you. And uh, I just want to thank the listeners once again for taking time out of your day to tune into my show. This is Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. If you have any show topic ideas or you wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show, I would love to hear from you. You can kindly reach out to me, to me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D all over social media, uh, or you can reach me through my website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. Again, McDonald is M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. I want to wish everybody a fantastic, safe, love-filled, beautiful weekend. Joyce, love to have you back at some later date. And I want to thank you again for the gift of your time. This is Lisa McDonald from Living Fearlessly of Dundas, Ontario, Canada, saying all my best. Take care. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. For more information about Lisa, go to her website, lisamcdonald.com.